first three steps really played me because I'm afraid one of these days I'm going to do it. Anybody here today say amen? Amen. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody's here. You said, oh my. Oh, you've heard about my preaching before, right? I'm trying to sneak in because I'm in Sunday school again for the third time. Turn your on. Do what? I tell you, you can't trust some people, can you? Nobody likes the middle anymore. On this side. Some people are followers, some people are leaders, you know what I mean? It is so good to see you again. I feel sorry for you. And now I really, I really got to say something about Pastor, and I got to behave myself since he's watching now. Modern technology is really something, isn't it? Unless it ain't. Oh, that's not a good word. I shouldn't use ain't. Sorry, Pastor. I'll try to do better next time. It is good to see everybody today. I hope that you enjoy the day. I've already been blessed. I got to tell you something. That is great singing. The choir did an excellent job. They're like Crisco oil, ain't they? They do you proud every time. Well, one or two like this. So today is the day before. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of people are celebrating by me up into the morning hours, about 12 a.m., to two, to one, to three. I'm going backward just to let you know how bad it is. But I remember those days when I used to celebrate a lot and do a lot of things like that, have a lot of fun. So I can't really say much because I kept a lot of older folks up too back in the day. Now I'm the older folk and I don't like to be kept up. If you have your Bibles with you, turn with me if you would to John chapter 8. And I thought for sure, uh, Becky, that the guy was going to preach my sermon on that video. We're going to be talking about celebrating your independence. Now, the word independence is a word that goes back a long, long time. And the idea here is the freedom, 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 also known as freedom. If you look up the synonyms, then you'll be able to know that that freedom's a word high upon that list of, of what it means. So celebrate your freedom. Today we, we look for tomorrow as a day of freedom from the physical things, the tyranny and the things like that that was going on in Britain and, and over the colonists at that time. And you remember the Revolution, Revolution, Revolutionary War in 18, uh, 1775, April 19th. What was it called? The day the shot was heard around the world. And they fought for freedom. Everybody, everybody's got this thing confused today. If you, look at the, if you look at your government, you look at those kind of things. Let me tell you something. We need to celebrate not only the freedom we have because of brave men and women who have fought and died to give us that freedom over the years. And I'm thankful to God for the military that we have, we've had, and all those things that they've done for us to help us stay free. But more than that, I'm thankful for God who has gave them the breath and the understanding that they go into everything instead of away from anything. 
they stand up just like our law enforcement does. They stand up. They stand up to, pr to help promote the freedom that our individual uh, life has. There's no limits on the freedom that we have, except it's self-imposed. Today it seems like we're having more and more people who try to impose their beliefs upon us. And we're not, we're not trying to be a government church. The, the idea of separation of church and state is not what people want it to be today. They want it to be something entirely different than what it was meant to be. The idea of separation of church and state is not found in the Constitution, but it's found in a letter that was written and talking about a wall of separation of church and state. So today, with that in mind, stand with me, if you would, for the reading of God's Word. And then after that, I'll have a word of prayer with you. And then we'll begin to outline some things in the Word of God that we find today. Now, there's so much going on in this particular chapter, but I'm going to start at verse 21. And it goes like this. And then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and you shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whether I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, ye are from, the, but from beneath, and I am from above. Ye are of the world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins, for if you believe that I, not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Notice that very, that very word of Jesus, it said, if you believe. If you do not believe that I am him, you will die in your sins. Then said he, they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the, the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world these things which I have heard of him. And they understand not that he spake of the, them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I do nothing of the, myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he, said, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things which he, that please Him. And He spake these words, many believed on Him. Then said Jesus unto the Jews which believed on Him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your love today and for your mercy. We thank you, Father, for the reading of your word, and Father, for the acceptance of that word. Now, Father, there may be one here that does not know you as Lord and Savior. Father, I pray, Lord, for that one today, that they come to know Christ, and Father, before it's eternally too late. Now, Father, meet needs, and Father, thank you, God, that you're a God of whosoever will. So, Father, let them come today, wherever they're at, wherever the gospel is being preached. May lost souls come to know Christ. Thank you, Father, for the good crowd. Thank you for the mission team. Thank you, God, for what's going on in Rochester, New York. And now, Father, I pray, Lord, many souls will come to know Christ because there's somebody who cared enough, not only to sin, but to go. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Be seated, please. I want to share with you today about three things. And, you know, I don't want to be too repetitious because you know about the independence of the nation. You know what brought them what brought those colonies down to the knees and they finally got tired of the coercive acts of the British Parliament and what they were doing. And things aligned up with that and things began to happen. They wanted, bottom line, they wanted freedom, freedom, freedom. 
from the from the things that the British colony, the British people were doing to them, the law, the the Parliament was doing to them. They wanted freedom from that. And you know, here's one of the things that I want you to know: people today are hungering for a freedom. People are still hungering for freedom. Not only are they hungering for freedom in the physical realm of the government and those kind of things, but also in the realm of spiritual things. People are looking for something that will satisfy, something that will give them opportunity to know that there is a God. God does exist. Jesus Christ died on the cross for all, but it's a shame today, I have to admit this, that not all will come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. But he died for everybody. He didn't just die for a few. He died for everyone. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him will perish. But God commanded his love toward us, and while we're yet sinners, Christ died on the cross of Calvary. For it's at that cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart was rolled away. Today, people are looking for what you have. Today, people are looking for what I have. They want to know that there is a God. There is a God that's able to give us freedom and peace. But today, if you'll go, hearken back for a little while to that day when people wanted that freedom. Those 13 colonies wanted the freedom from the Britain rule. Look at today where we're at. The government tells us what to do, when to do it, and why to do it. And they say it's all in the name of separation of church and state. Let me say to you today, Baptists are not trying to be a governmental religion. We don't want to take on the government and their religious effects because most of them are not religious. Well, yeah, they are religious. I'm sorry. And so with me, here's my point today. Jesus was teaching the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The, first, the very first of that chapter, one of the things that they do is they bring a woman given in adultery to him. And they say, the Pharisees say in the law of Moses... What should happen to her? That she should be stoned. Jesus stoops down. Wouldn't it be interesting to know what he was writing? Everybody seems to have a thought or an idea on that or an opinion. I don't know what he was writing. Maybe it was something about grace. Maybe it was something about forgiveness. But he said, he, after he was done writing, he gets back up and he says, If you're without sin, you cast the first stone. You see, we believe in a God that loves everybody. We believe in a God that gave his son on the cross of Calvary that you and I might live and have life eternally. Paul said it's a hope that we have in Christ in Romans chapter 8. But if hope is seen, it's not really hope. We, get, we take it by faith in the love of God. Now watch this. I want to share with you three things from our text today. First of all, what does this freedom do? When, when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees today about freedom... He was talking about freedom that only comes in Christ. Now let me tell you something today. Southern Baptists are not the only ones that have salvation. Anyone who believes in Jesus and repents of their sins and trusts him can know who Jesus is and be, be given a home in glory. But Jesus taught so many things here in this lesson and it's just cram packed with so many things that we need to be seeing today. And we need to get there in the Word of God. We need to study the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God and know that it's rich in, in truth. This is the Word of God. It is true. You know, my mama, when we was all, all, all of us kids used to come running, you know, at the dinner bell time. And I, that's when they had an old dinner bell. And mom used to ring that thing, and we could hear it about all over the farm. 
but the last one there really didn't get much to eat. And since I was the baby, guess who got there last? And I don't know about you, but we were raised with a bunch of pigs. Anybody here raise pigs? I don't, I'm not talking about my family. <laughs> I'm talking about that little four-footed animal that we're not supposed to eat, what the Bible says anyway. But anyway, here's, you know how the, how the what they call that littlest one of the litter? What? A runt. If mom could just see me now. But let me tell you something. We, there should be no runs in God's army. We should be strong on the word of God. We should be strong on the milk of God. Shouldn't we? Amen. Yeah, if you want to beat the Methodist, amen. Or you want to beat the Pentecostal. If you want to beat the other Baptist. You better say amen. Yeah. Saying like, saying sick him to a bulldog. Hey, that reminds me of a story. I ain't going to tell you, but it reminds me of one. First of all, when we look at freedom, when we see freedom, we know that we are free today. I know, I know I'm free. I'm free, from the, I'm free from the punishment of sin. Or I'm sorry, from the penalty of sin. Sin binds us, you see. Sin binds and grinds. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 15, about, the, about sin and what it does to us. Sin kills. Relationships make alive. Relationship. Paul was one of the greatest Pharisees there ever was. Did you know that? Paul was a great Pharisee. I mean, he just loved to kill Christians all over the place. If he didn't kill them, he put them in jail. Don't be surprised, folks. And people say, well, Bobby, don't, don't be a gloom, gloomy person saying, saying that Christians may start going back to jail. Many countries, they do go to jail. And don't think that America is so great that it could never happen here. It could happen here. And I think one of the things that we must stop doing is taking our relationship to God for granted. We must take a stand and we must say boldly that I profess Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Christ indeed is all I need to get to glory. But then, while I'm here, I need something else. I need to live for Him. Listen to what He says. He says, if you keep my words, if you keep my words, that's abiding in Christ, you know. A lot of people profess Christ and then they drop by the wayside. You remember the seed sower, don't you? The, the story of the seed sower and how Jesus went. He used this illustration about a man who went and sowed seed. And some of them fell on hard ground, some of them thorny ground, and so forth. But those who fell on good ground, what happened? They grew up. They grew up. Now, as an old farm boy, I understand what it means. You got, my dad used to say, son, I can put the seed in the ground, I can fertilize it, but I can't grow it. It has to be watered. I can even water it every now and then if the kids would do what they're supposed to do by carrying the buckets. We were one of the first in our block, I'm proud to say, that had running water. We had to run and get it. Remember this with all, my, with all, your, with all your being. Remember that the water that God gives us, we don't have to run after it. We just have to accept it freely of God. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will, not maybe, not might, but I will give you rest. Isn't that good to know today? That almost makes me happy to know that today. I'm, I don't want to act too much like I'm too happy. People think that, man, that guy's too happy. He ain't supposed to be a Baptist if he's that happy. Listen. 
we had a, I try to think of names every now and then to put with, a, with sayings that I have, and I shouldn't even bring their name, I shouldn't even bring the sayings up if I can't remember the names. So I'll go on. Y'all going to say, I wonder what he was really meaning to say there, right there. Too bad. Dr. James Dobson said that a lady was in church, and he may have gotten it from somebody else. I've told you many times, I, nothing's original with me except Jesus. Watch this. There was a woman in church one time. He recalls the story of a woman in church, and the, and the little girl was crying and carrying on. And the mom smacked her, you know, to make her hush. Why did she smack her? Because she was in earlier laughing and, and just smiling up a storm. And, and the mom said to her, she said, you know why I smacked you? The little girl said, no, why? I said, because you're too happy. Remember, you're in a Baptist church. And I believe you ought to be respectful in a church. I believe you ought to know that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. I believe you ought to be respectful, but at the same time, I believe you ought to be joyous about what's going on within the church. God's blessing, the devil's messing. Let me say to you today, Jesus Christ is still the Lord. He's still alive. He got up out of the grave. He's alive. He's coming back one of these days. And he's coming to get me. Isn't it good to know? I asked my wife, I said, will you make sure the house payment's paid? <laughs> and she said, nope, I won't. I said, well, why not? She said, because I'll be there before you are. You can just grab. I see you're still not able to control him over there. You quit trying? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I know what that means. I know Mary feels the same way. Bruce, you're going to have to quit making these people feel that way. <laughs> she feels that way about me. Oh, it's good to see you. I tell you what, y'all look so pretty and nice. Now, that was my compliment for today. The penalty of sin. What is the penalty of sin? Read it with me again, verses 21 through 24. Not believing on Jesus, not believing who he is. Now, watch what he said. When I'm lifted up, when I'm lifted up, Jesus was talking about the day he's going to die for our sins, the day he was going to give his life on the cross of Calvary, the day that he was going to become sin for us, he who knew no sin. He says, when I be lifted up, you'll know I am the Messiah. I'm the one that told you about all these things that you're going to be witnessing. You want to overcome the penalty of sin? What is the penalty of sin? Think about it for a moment. There's two types of people in the world today, lost and saved. There's no middle road. I told you before, you know what you get when you straddle the fence, right? Rip britches. Jesus Christ is the only hope of glory. Now, I'm not trying to down anybody that believes in other things. And I listen to their testimonies of how they believed in this one or that one or the other one. But you see, those who believe in people like Mr. Moon, why would you want the moon when you can have the Son of God? Those who believe in other false religions. You say, why do you call them false religion? You're very judgmental. You know, my wife tells me I got the, or not my wife, but my, her, her sister's. And her family always tell me I've got the gift of sarcasm. 
I don't mean to have. I can't help it because they're wrong. You know, you got to be able to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He is alive. And the Bible says he's the only hope of glory. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God without the precious blood of Jesus Christ who will wash, you, wash all your sins away. And that's for you today if you don't know Jesus. That's for you if you don't know who Christ is. Because you're one of those that whosoever will. I was one of those whosoever will. I remember in Louisville, Kentucky, we had 1,200 members on our rolls. And 19 people were attending. Something's wrong in our church today. Something's wrong with the followers of Christ today. It's that we forget to celebrate the freedom that we have. We forget to celebrate our personal independence from the things of this world. I am not part of the world. This is just a place I'm passing through. And sometimes the, the, the valleys get deep. Sometimes the struggle to climb the mountaintop is hard. Sometimes we deal with financial issues. Sometimes we deal with death and distress. Sometimes we have marital issues. Sometimes we have other issues that we deal with. But I'm saying today that because of the cross of Calvary, we can overcome because Jesus said, I have overcome. There's no other way. Now, watch. If we want to overcome the penalty of sin, we've got to remember what Jesus has said. Now, as we look at the penalty of sin, Notice what it says in Romans 6, 16. It says, Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, there's that, there's that terminology, sin unto death, or obedience unto righteousness. Now, let, us, let me get you to turn to Romans with me real quick, real quick. Romans chapter 5, for real, just for a moment here. Romans chapter 5. I want to read something to you. You know, because there are a lot of good people in the world today. There's a lot of good people that do not follow after Jesus, but there's still a lot of good people in the world today. There's a lot of great people in America today that have never trusted Jesus. Now, listen to what Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, what? Sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon how many men? All men, that for all have sinned. You see, it wasn't something you did or didn't do. It's what has come upon mankind. For by Adam, sin came into the world. And because of Adam, sin was passed on to all mankind. There's two types of people. There's the saved and there's the lost. There's a lot of good people out there that are lost. That don't know Jesus. You need Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now look at verse 15. It says, but it, not as the offense, so also as the free gift. Now notice what it says. But not as the offense, so also as the free gift. For if through the offense of one, Adam, many be dead, trespasses and sins, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by what? One man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto Many. Now you notice what he said. He said, not unto all, but unto many. In other words, God knew that all wouldn't be saved. Everybody's always saying this, that, or the other. But let me say this to you. Folks, I cannot help but to believe what the Word of God says. 
For God so loved the world that he gave. And whosoever, whosoever. Let me say again and again, time and time again. I have some dear friends who disagree with me, and that's okay. Everybody's got the right to be wrong. But here's what we need to understand and to note. That Jesus Christ loves you. He loves me. He's wanting to work in your life. He wants to work in my life. And the only reason that prohibits him from doing so is us. Verse 16 says, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift and the judgment. There's that word, the judgment, was to one to condemnation. But the free gift of many offenses unto justification. In other words, God forgives. And he places, that, he places those sins in the river of forgetfulness. Never be remembered against us again. And then finally, verse 19 says, For by one man, disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of, of one shall many be made righteous. Let's go back to the text again. What is the penalty of sin? Death. The penalty of sin is death physically, yes. We're all going to die. The Bible says it's appointed unto every man wants to die after this, the what? Judgment. Now God's already judged my sins on the cross. Past, present, and future. If you're here lost and undone, you need to accept Christ as your Savior. But we see that the penalty of sin is death, but secondly, we see the power of sin that it has over our life sometimes. It grips our life. Have, how many of you have read The Bondage Breaker? Anybody ever read The Bondage Breaker? You know, Christians get into bondage over a worldly thing. Whether it be gambling, or whether it be some other vice that's in the world today, whether it be smoking, drinking, cussing, Rambling or whatever it is, we get into those bondage things sometimes. But God is still the bondage breaker. He wants us to understand and to know that he breaks the power of sin in our life. Listen to what he says in verse 25. He says this, Then said he unto them, speaking of Jesus, or the Pharisees, Who are you? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said from the very beginning. But yet, I have many things to say to you and to judge you. But he that sent me is true, and I will speak of the world, world those things which I have heard of him and judge of you. There's a difference in what I read and what I just read. They understood not that he spake of the Father. Let me say to you today, there's a power of sin. Paul, when he was such a good Pharisee, when he kept all the laws, or tried the best not to break any of the laws. There's a lot of legalist people today. There's a lot of legalist folks who believe that if you don't attend prayer meeting on, only on Wednesday, then you can't really, you're not really a faithful prayer warrior. There's a good Greek word for that. It's baloney. Every one of us, I love to come to Wednesday night prayer service. But Wednesday night's not the only day that you can pray, nor is it the only day you can go to church and pray with others. I can pray any day of the week and know that God is going to hear and answer my prayer because he's always answering prayer, isn't he? Watch. The bondage of, of hate is strong in our world. Do you believe that? The bondage of sin and unforgiveness is great in our world today. We were doing a revival, and I may have spoken this before in Ohio, 
and there was a woman there that there would seem to be a damper on the revival services. And I spoke on unforgiveness, and that woman came forward after 20 years of being unforgiving to, to a neighbor, a friend of the church. She confessed her sin, and revival broke loose. Let me say to you today, many churches today, many Baptist churches, that's all I can speak of. Are people saved in other churches? Yes, they are. Where the gospel is preached, people get saved. Where the gospel is preached, people study the word of God. Not only Southern Baptists. Southern Baptists don't only have a monopoly on Christ and who he is. But I'm Southern Baptist by conviction. And I'm saved by grace. God's grace and saving power. But the power of sin is the bondage of hate and unforgiveness that follows Christ. He that follows Christ will not walk in darkness. Matthew 8, 12. James said, hey, you know why, why you get bound in sin is because you choose that route. You choose to do that thing that you know better than to do. There's two conditions of freedom, to believe and abide. Jesus said, if you keep my words, John 15, Jesus speaks about the, about the vine and the branches and how they abide. Jesus Christ is teaching us that if we're going to stand strong in Jesus and overcome the power of, of the bondage of everyday life, we must abide in Christ. We must stand strong. We must pray for others. We must do what God has called us to do. And in a land and in a time when everything that's going on is going on the way it is because there's so, so, so much ungodliness in our society, there's so much unforgiveness in our society. And there's so many folks today that want to see you as a Christian totally silenced. Totally silenced. They don't teach our kids about God. I remember Flossie Wills. And I don't mean this in a mean way. But I remember her because she weighed about 300 pounds. I don't mean to be cruel or hard. But she was one of the greatest people of inspiration to me that ever lived. One thing, when she spoke, I listened as a fourth grader, as a fifth grader. But other things she did was she prayed every morning in our class. Every morning she prayed. And one time somebody said, well, what if they stop you from being a teacher? She said, they can stop me from anything they want to, but they can't stop me from continuing to pray for the glory of God. And here's another thing she did. Oh, no, no, she did this. She read a scripture in class. She was evil. According to the world's standards, she was the bad one. But to me, as that age boy, she was the person that I had looked up to and still do today, even though she's gone on. She wasn't a Southern Baptist. She was a person that just loved Jesus. And she cared about her kids. She always told us this, these words. She said, listen, if you don't want to get caught up in things that'll hold you. Don't get caught up in things that'll bound you. And one of the things she used to use is a rope. She didn't hang us. <laughs> but what she used to do is she used to show us just one little strand could hold you for a long time. Sin takes you farther than you want to go, keeps you longer than what you want to stay. And it costs you more than what you wanted to pay. Christians can be bound today. 
The bondage breaker is Jesus Christ. Even as a Christian, you must understand that we can be caught up in the things of the world, but the world can never get our soul because I believe when God saves you, he gives you eternal life. I remember Paul on the road to Damascus giving his heart and life over to Jesus. Now, you may think he waited until he got to Damascus. I, I'm not going to argue about those kind of things. But this much I know. His life changed from Acts chapter 9 to Acts chapter 16 when he was going to rescues and when he started singing about Jesus in an old jailhouse. I call that the jailhouse rock. Jesus Christ is our rock in which we stand. So he frees us from the power of sin. As you look at verses 25 through 32, look at verse 32 one more time. And we shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set us free. See, we need to celebrate that freedom today. We need to celebrate that independence today that we have. Not only as a country, we're a fantastic country. I'd rather live in America than anywhere in the world today, anywhere in the world. You say that's probably the only place you go. Yeah, the furthest I've ever been is Kentucky and Indiana and Ohio. And my mother, when I was just a little boy, we used to have a ferry that ran across the river from, from Shiloh over to Maysville. And she'd, Augusta, I mean, Augusta, Kentucky. And she'd say, son, you see across that river there? That's a foreign land. Don't you ever go there. That's what she told me. I can't help it. And then when I married a woman from Kentucky, she said, what did I tell you, son? What did I tell you? She said, that's the best thing I've seen come out of Kentucky, is your wife. Listen to me now. God's the same in Kentucky as he is in Ohio. God's the same in Indiana, even though we don't know who we are. God's still alive here, just like he is every place else. We've got to watch and promote living for Christ the only way. Through the blood of Jesus. Salvation and discipleship is what it's all about throughout the word of God. Then finally today. Freedom separates us from the rudiments of legalism. I can't, I said, I spoke a little bit about this earlier, but legalism will destroy everything it touches. I'm not saved for, by legalism. I'm saved by grace. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5, 20, For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Man should live in this freedom, Romans 8, 1 through 6. To God be the glory for the freedom that he's given to us. you believe that today? I said, do you believe that today? One of the things that I appreciate so much about your pastor today and his wife, family, is they're not ashamed to take the gospel to somewhere like New York. They'd go to California if they felt led of God to do so. You all would send them. The only time that I've ever been issued to be sent is when Memorial, we were, we were going to the Ukraine. And the only thing they asked me, said, we'll take up the flight there. You're on your own getting back. That's mean, isn't it? That's faith, all right, for me, not them. I say that jokingly, but that's what they said to me, and I know they were joking. Didn't I hope? You were joking, right? Uh, 
But one of the things I want you to understand is freedom is freedom wherever you are. Freedom comes only in Jesus. So as we celebrate the 4th of July, and we put our feet under the table, the picnic table, or wherever it's at, we're doing our barbecuing, our fireworks, whatever we're doing, let us remember that God made it possible. And he made it possible not only for one, but he made it possible for all. Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will. You may be here today and don't know Jesus. You need to come today. You may be here today and you're sick or afflicted. Say, I don't know what I need to do. I would just challenge you to try Jesus. You've tried everything else. You say, I haven't tried him. I want to try it. And then you may be here today and you just say, simply say, I'm not living where God answers prayer. I'm a Christian. I'm having a lot of difficulties in my life. Christians have difficulties all the time. You may say, I'm having a lot of difficulties. What can I do? I can tell you this. Get with somebody who just loves Jesus and just be accountable to that individual. Be accountable to people, other Christians, for what you do. I'll tell one more story and then I'm done. Virgil Bird was a good friend of mine. He had leukemia. He was about 30 or 40 years older than me. He drove a tank during that little general's time. What was his name? Patton. He drove a tank. And he said, you know, Patton was one of the hardest people that ever lived on his soldiers. He said, but Patton only wanted to see them get better in their mission. Isn't that like Jesus? Jesus, sometimes we can't understand why he takes us to the woodshed. He only wants us to get better in our mission. He only wants us to be better in what we do. So thank you, Pastor Cole, for taking the group to New York. That really seems like a foreign land. Thank you for doing church. Thank you for doing what God wanted you to do by sending them round trip. I appreciate the gospel living in you. You stand with me and pray. If you need to come to the altar and pray, you don't have to shake my hand. You don't have to take me by the hand. We got people here that will pray for you and with you. They love you. And if you're looking for a church, stop looking. I believe you found it. If you're here today and you're not a member of any church, we don't want to take church, people from their church. But if you're here today and you're looking for somewhere to serve, come serve with us. Father, in this moment, in the quiet of this time, God, for that Christian father today who's working hard to serve you, not work saves us. Because we're saved, we work for the glory of God. But they're working hard. They're serving you. And then they, get a, then they get a Psalm 13 time. When they can't see your hand. When they can't see your face. They can't feel your touch. God, will you put your arms of love about them right now? Will you just hug on them? Father, maybe there's a Christian here like that, God, today. Draw him, draw him her, close to you. Man, boy, woman. Girl, doesn't matter. Father, will you pull them close to you? Thank you, Father, for the Southern Baptist Convention, for what they teach and preach. 
And God, like every, every denomination, we have our shortcomings. God, thank you, Lord, for the cooperative program and for the North American Mission Board and for the International Mission Board who are seeing that the gospel gets out. Thank you for these folk in this church and every church who contribute to the gospel word. Father, for that one today that may not know you, may the day be the day that they find independence, freedom in Christ. Father, thank you. We love you. Be with the sick and afflicted. Meet the needs. In Christ's name, amen. You come if you need to today. Mm -hmm.